0: back, everybody, to the Educational AD Podcast. We are in our flashback weeks. We're playing back our top 20 all-time interviews based on your downloads. Uh, today, we've got Scott VC from 2022. It's a great interview, so check it out. We also want to make sure you uh, acknowledge our sponsors. These are all companies I used as an athletic director. You should be using them, too. Let's say thanks to Gipper, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, hometown ticketing, sideline interactive indoor score tables, home campus, snap raise, best online fundraiser out there, huddle, and athletic surveys. So thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy this flashback, and we'll see you in a couple weeks at the National Conference. Welcome to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with today's guest, but first, Let's hear from our podcast sponsors that make it all possible. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Education Lady podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense, and go to VioletDefense.com for more information. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year, while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to SidelineInteractive.com or call 832 832- 832 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to get started. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You need to check out these products. They are very versatile and you will be amazed at what they can do for you. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touch screen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales@vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales@vitalsignswalloffame.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams and their athletes play better. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even professional teams use Huddle to help their athletes play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student-athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Directors Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. You've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes. You're really missing out on some important information. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic department from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to Ohio today, and we're going to visit with Scott Vichy. Scott is a registered athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Delaware Christian School uh, in Delaware, Ohio okay um uh, delaware ohio as opposed to delaware delaware uh, scott's got a really impressive background uh you know working at the college level and uh, you know he runs all the programs at delaware christian um you know we're going to meet him in a second but scott welcome to the podcast
1: thanks for having me good to be here
0: well as uh, you and I were talking we've had this scheduled for a while so i'm excited to hear what's going on uh in your corner of the country and as you know we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and how your path has led you to Delaware Christian School.
1: Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Maryland. I've been a little bit all over the country at some point, but grew up in Maryland, and I went to a small Christian private school from kindergarten to 12. So I was there my whole time, and that's really where I had the opportunity to to play a lot of different sports, small schools. so many sports that have tryouts. If you if you showed up, you were essentially on the team. So, uh, starting in middle school um, and throughout high school, I I played a lot of sports, uh, but basketball was my main sport. Uh, played a little bit of baseball, golf, uh, but did basketball um, all through. I mean, as as little as I as I can remember, I was dribbling a basketball and playing in the summer, those kind of things too. But um, when I wasn't in season, so I didn't play a fall sport, so there were years that I was the volleyball manager at my school or um, did student MC, so I would call the games, uh, ran our school's athletic social media pages, I would cut and edit uh, highlight reels from each game. So it's kind of funny looking in hindsight. At the time, if you asked me, I wouldn't have said that I would have ever worked in athletics, but looking in hindsight, I was, I was doing little AD jobs here and there uh, as a student and so, you know, being at a small school really set me up for success and in, in having um, the opportunities and the responsibilities to practice such things. So when I graduated from there, I uh, ended up choosing to go to Baylor University down in Waco, Texas. And at the time I was wanting to maybe go into broadcasting, something of the sort. Um, and so I, I studied journalism when I was there and I mainly chose Baylor A lot of the reason why, honestly, was because of athletic reasons. They were on the upswing. This is right around the time of RG3. They had just made um, their second Elite Eight in basketball. The whole department was doing well. Uh, Women's basketball was continually one or two in the nation. So I just thought, hey, this is still a small enough school uh, to where I can have opportunities to get into the athletic program, but also a very now like well done athletic department to where I can get some some uh, good coverage. So um, went in there and started studying journalism. And, and when I was there, I had a, a mix of internships, um, not only with Baylor Athletics, but with uh, the Northern Texas PGA during the summer. So, so trying to um, Get involvement in sports when I could, but I I thought I wanted to go more the sports marketing route. After a little while of school, realized that broadcasting just wasn't for me, so I thought, okay, let's do marketing. And so, out of school, I was able to get a job at a large uh, advertising agency. And um, at the time, there wasn't too much going on in sports, so I was on an account with a bank, and I didn't even make it a year doing that. I just Really didn't like it, in um, all honesty. And so I kind of did some self evaluation, talking with mentors, and they kind of realized hey, when you were doing marketing all along, maybe it wasn't the marketing that you were loving. Maybe it was the sports. And so I thought about that. And at, at that time, my wife was already planning to go, to go back to uh, grad school. And so I thought, you know what? What if I did the same? And I could study sport management. I know a bunch of people in athletics at Baylor. So they got me kind of plugged back in. So I went back to school to get my master's degree in sport management at Baylor. And this was uh, after a year of doing some side coaching and some side sales jobs, which, so I, I got a bunch of different experience that I still use now, which I can talk about later. But um, when I was back in school, it was a two-year program. And so the first year I was really trying to get involved with Baylor Athletics, but at the time it was just really hard. And so I ended up working with um, McLennan Community College and their athletic department. And that was a great experience. And uh, this was about 2019. And so kind of the end of that first year, I had made some contacts with Baylor basketball, uh, men's basketball, and I was lining up to be one of their graduate assistants. I thought maybe coaching would be kind of on my alley. And so I started, pursuing those relationships and contacts that I had in the basketball department. And I had a lot of stuff lined up to work for them for my second year, but then when COVID happened, uh, everything just got thrown into a whirlwind and all of that kind of fell apart. They had a lot of people return. And so uh, there wasn't a spot for me. So then it was kind of back to the drawing board of, okay, what am I gonna do my second year? What what am I passionate about? And so I spent those last few months as my uh, in my first year And I kind of realized, you know, when I was coaching basketball um, after I graduated, I loved working with kids. I just it was the middle school age. And so, man, I was just passionate about that. And kind of my mentors helped me find that in me. And so I went um, to the local high school that uh, I I lived just a block away from in Waco. It was called Midway High School, very big 6A school down there. And I kind of just knocked on the AD's door one day and said, hey, we came last year toward your facility in one of my classes. And, uh, you know, I love what you do here. And I'd just be interested to see what it's like to be a high school AD. Would you mind kind of taking me on this year as a graduate assistant? And, you know, this was right in that summer when COVID first was coming into the schools and everyone was planning how to come back. So I remember he sat me down and he said, sure, I'll take you on, but I'm going to warn you now, it it might be a very boring school year if everything gets shut down, but on the flip, it could be a very exciting school year, and you can learn a lot, and it ended up being that, and so, um, you know, I worked there my second year, and just day after day, I loved it more and more and more, Um, and it was just a great opportunity, and that kind of every day just kind of revalidated that that I was supposed to do this and so that's when I started applying for more jobs in athletic administration and coming out of school I wasn't expecting to be an AD I was mainly applying to assistant AD jobs or teaching and coaching jobs and maybe working my way up and then uh, there was one day where I saw a small private school in Ohio Uh, was looking for an AD and it seemed very similar to the school that I grew up in. So I asked my wife, Hey, would you mind, you know, if I apply to this, I know you want to stay in Texas or at least in the South, but you know, it it seems like I'm kind of qualified for what they're asking for. And she said, sure. You know, who knows where it'll go. And next thing, you know, they were interviewing me. They flew me up here, uh, interviewed me in person, wanted me. And so um, that was just kind of the, the funny way of opening the door straight out of college um, and out of my master's degree to become a um, high school AD right, right in the first year. So that's how I got where I am now.
0: Well, really uh, appreciate you sharing the story because it illustrates um, you know, how individual experiences can add up and have a collective impact you know, on that resume uh, and make you an appealing hire to you know, a particular school, uh, a lot of similarities uh, over the course of my uh, forty-one years uh, as a teacher, a coach, and an athletic director. Um, what um, share with our listeners quickly? You know, what was an experience uh, that you had at Baylor that, while it's happening, you're just kind of scratching your head, going, "Geez, I didn't think that this was going to be part of my job, whatever that job was." That has come back to um, you know, be a, a, a very important, uh, experience, uh, at your current job as an athletic director, you know, anything you can share with us? Yeah,
1: I'm, uh, so in, in my first kind of experience with, with Baylor athletics, it was right after I finished my internship with the Northern Texas PGA. And I, I was kind of looking at what I wanted to do next. And it was right when Baylor had a lot of, um, staff changes after their whole football scandal. And so there was a lot of new directors, new, new people in administration who were looking for extra help. And so they started looking for students and I got connected um, through one guy, Andrew Lentz and he was kind of my first mentor, so to speak. And uh, I remember when he first sat me down, I, I just remember how naive I was to athletics, uh, especially at the university level. And I thought that I could just kind of disappear in the background, and you know, just kind of get lost in the hundreds of people that that work in that athletic administrator position. And um, I remember how important he stressed to me my image on social media, my image in public you know, even though I was just an intern, so to speak, I, I was still having a light on me because anybody could see me at a game and say, and see the Baylor polo and see my credentials and anything that I did outside of um, outside of Baylor or on, online could have a big effect. And so I remember he, he pulled up my social media and all the sports opinions I ever had were right there in front. And he said, hey man, people are gonna be looking at all of this. And so it was just a reminder for me and my my personal walk, you never know where you're going to end up. You never know where you're going to maybe work in the future. And so that really changed my mind that year to become more of an objective sports fan. And what I mean by that is less of rooting for my teams here and there, which I still do, but maybe not as publicly, um, but also just appreciating the sports for what they are and appreciating... Um, all, all that goes on behind the scenes and not getting caught up in the emotions of the sports. And that's something that I have to do a lot now as an AD, you know, imagine how it would be if you're at a high school game and you see your athletic director, there yelling at the refs every two seconds or going online and talking about how coach should have done this or that, or how this kid missed the, the game winning shot and how he should have, you know, all that stuff, um, you know, is, is a sign that now I I can see a lot of maturity coming from um, him just giving me the heads up before I got in that job like hey you need to become um, a lot more objective and realize that as you work through this people are going to have their eye on you um, no matter how unimportant you feel and so now it it, it helped me because now I am the guy that people look at at games and see how I'm reacting to things and I had that practice uh, at the university level which was really helpful so I'm glad that he kind of Sat me down
0: and give you the heads up.
1: <laughs> I think you're on mute. There, we go. I
0: I am a professional podcaster. We've done over 250 of these, and I still forget to unmute myself. Uh, I, I was trying to say, you know, a tremendously valuable lesson about the importance of of knowing that you are the face of that program and you know that logo on your shirt your jacket whatever uh identifies you very very good lesson for all of us uh for our listeners we're visiting with scott vichy he's a registered athletic administrator and he's the director of athletics at delaware christian school in delaware ohio we're going to be back with some more but let's take a quick break this is the educational ad podcast We want to thank Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their athletes and their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even professional programs are using Huddle to raise their level of play. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We're back visiting with Scott Vichy, Registered Athletic Administrator and the Athletic Director at Delaware Christian School in Ohio. Scott, uh, you mentioned earlier uh, one of your mentors and in our profession, you know, mentorship and leadership is so important. So share, if you will, you know, maybe that same story or some of the other people that have had an impact on your career so far. None of us gets to where we're at on our own. So who's helped you along the way? Yeah, there's a lot of
1: people that I could talk about. And it was kind of similar when I was interviewing for positions right out of school. Some of the interviewers stopped me and were like, man, it seems like you have so much experience, but you're so young. And it's, it's really because I've been able to learn from other people that have poured into me. And so I can speak to just lessons that I've learned from them that I haven't necessarily had to experience yet, or um, at least in depth that they have. So, yeah, I mentioned uh, Andrew Lentz that was a mentor for me when I was at Baylor. Um, And then I mentioned when I was working at Midway High School in in Waco, the athletic director there, uh, Brad Shelton, he was a big mentor for me um, through grad school. And really, when I just knocked on his door um, before my second year of grad school, yeah, it was, it was really because he gave me the the freedom to learn everything high school athletics. He took me under his wing and just gave me a lot of responsibility. Uh, obviously, football is very big in Texas. And man, he just kind of let me run with some projects and some big things, uh, especially that, that first COVID year in, in 2020 of we're trying to figure this out. So, you know, here's a good opportunity for you to learn, Scott, and just kind of gave me that freedom and then he also just day to day let me sit in his office see how he managed workflow see how he um, worked with uh, different administrators at the school or uh, administrators at other schools and like I said I grew up in a small school so it was good to see uh, how athletics work at a big school or a big high school for that matter Um, and and just how to build a successful culture Um, And especially when you're at a big school, sometimes that can be hard, but how to do it from the top down and how to instill that culture every year through all your coaches, through all your programs, Um, because especially at a big school, like you're not seeing every student there day to day, like I might at my small school, but um, he kind of helped me realize how to do that. Another mentor um, I have currently is our principal at, at Delaware Christian, uh, Tom Carroll. We, we share a door to our offices. So we're uh, constantly in communication and just um, always helping one another out. And uh, he's been doing what he's been doing for I believe over 40 years. So um, really the biggest lessons I've been learning from him are how to build relationships um, with students and how to build relationships with parents one of our core values at at our school is um, partnering with parents. And so, um, you know, that was one thing that coming into this job, I wasn't necessarily ready for or equipped for or didn't even really see the value in it. And he's been teaching me along the way how important it is to have good relationships with the parents so that when there are times that you have to walk alongside a student struggling, you know, you already have that trust built with the parent to also help the student and be on the same page with that parent as well. Uh, the the last person I'd mention is is my dad. Um, not only did he teach me the, the importance of having mentors, but he's been one to me. Um, he always taught me valuable life lessons like a lot of our parents have, um, but he still does that today. He, he was a coach um, for about 30 years um, for, for the sport of basketball, and he was one of my coaches as well. But now in his retirement, he is a referee. And um, so he's had experience with coaches, administrations at different schools, and now with officials. And so it, it feels like it's nightly when I'm calling him, asking him either about something that happened in our game that night or um, you know how to handle a situation with a, with a coach or a player since he's been there too. And he just um, is so good about speaking wisdom in my life and how to handle those things. Um, but, but what was most important of all in growing up, what he taught me was how to have passion with everything I do. And that, that's ultimately how I can get through the mundane um, days or get through the challenging days is remembering that I have a passion for this and where that passion comes from and why I have a passion for what I do. And so um, just kind of him teaching me that in everything I did growing up is, is um, how I'm able to get through most of my days now.
0: Wow, I uh, really appreciate you sharing that. And uh, shout out to your dad for being an official. Uh, you know, I told you I'm also a high school basketball official, so uh, good for him. Scott, um, we mentioned uh, while we were introducing you that you're currently uh, an RAA, a registered athletic administrator. And I think it's important for our listeners, particularly the young ones, to you know hear about all of our journeys with our state and national organizations. So how did you first become aware of you know, the Ohio organization, uh, and how'd you get started uh, with that RAA? Yeah, so uh, when I was at
1: Midway High School, in grad school, and when I was trying to learn everything from our athletic director there, there's only so much you can learn in a year, and uh, especially a COVID year, for, for that matter. And so I was just hungry for more information, more. I mean, I was passionate about it, like I am now. And I just wanted to learn more. And my program at Baylor, as, as good as it was, a lot of it was tailored more to the professional and collegiate realm. And so there was still a lot I was missing at the high school realm. And so uh, I asked our AD there, like, how, how did you learn a lot of this? And, you know, some of it came from experience, obviously, but he, he kind of told me about um, the NIAAA and all the, at the time, it was the, the Texas level. And so he said, here, get started with this. You can take some classes, you can do all this. And, Um, So that summer, especially before school started, I had a lot of time. And so I knocked out my three classes required for the RAA right there that summer um, and did it all online. It was super easy and and super informational. I was taking notes all the time because a lot of this information was just new to me. I know a lot of people enter these classes after being a athletic administrator for a few years, but I didn't have that. So every sentence that was spoken, I was writing down because it was all new to me. And a lot of the resources that I got from those classes, I still use now. And what's really cool is um, coming into the position I'm in now at Delaware Christian, we're a really small school. And the athletic director role at our school has only been a full-time position for, I think, seven or eight years. So um, I mean, the, the school's very old, but it was always a part-time position. Or um, athletics were thought of as an afterthought. Um, and then, even within those eight years, we had an AD for a couple years, and then a new one for a couple more years, and then we really didn't have one last year. And so, I inherited a program that just had a lot of missing pieces, or um, didn't have like a solidified handbook. Just just things that we kind of think of as basic. And I truly believe if I didn't take those classes through the NIAAA, I wouldn't I wouldn't know where to start with making a mission statement, making a, writing a handbook, how to find coaches, all of these things that our school didn't really have a structure for, just because we came off of a year um, in a COVID year for that matter, but one without an AD that now I'm stepping into and and trying to just create order. And so that those classes were really helpful in doing that. And so. Um, yeah, moving up to Ohio, I, I, I got a membership also to the state level, the OI AAA, and attended my first conference in November, which was uh, just about 30 minutes from me being in central Ohio. So it was super convenient. And um, when I was there, it was um, not only great just finding uh, other ADs and learning from them and networking. I know on your podcast, you guys talk about that a lot, but um, just talking to vendors and realizing things that we might need a need for or later down when we grow that just having an awareness of all the different vendors um, that are out there and then hearing from the speakers as well it was a really good experience for me Um, and so we also have a local um, central Ohio section that I've been to a few of those meetings and those are just helpful for you know you're emailing ADs all the time scheduling games and you don't know what they look like or you know what they are like at, at all and so being at those lunches and and stuff like that is really great networking so that I know whenever we're searching for a game, I, I have now those those people's contact, know where they are, know where to find them and have built those relationships as well. So um, I love the central Ohio area and how, how well these ADs work together. I know um, you had Joey on a few weeks ago from Marysville. Um, I've shared a lot of emails with him and got to meet him at the conference. And um, so it's it's been really great getting involved with the NIAA and OIAA.
0: Yeah, you bring up a very good point about the state and the national organization is that networking component uh, that just really underscores that we're all in this together. You know, we all have the same challenges and that, you know, you might be struggling with something that another AD just down the road or maybe even the next state um, is doing great with or reverse that. You know, they might be struggling with something that you have come up with a great system at your school for. So, yeah, that networking is uh, so important. And I wouldn't be doing my job as a former member of the National Certification Committee if I didn't uh, ask, you know, uh, what's your status on earning that CAA? Are you uh, taking those courses?
1: Um, so I, I want to start them this next summer when I have a little bit more time, but uh, I also know that I need a couple years more as being an um, athletic administrator to uh, get those next certification. So I still have a little bit of time, obviously, being in my first year. So I knew I could knock out the RAA. So I went ahead and did that. And then uh, hopefully the rest I can get as as soon as possible.
0: All right. Well, good to hear you working on that. For listeners, we're visiting with Scott Vichy. He's a registered athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Delaware Christian School in Delaware, Ohio. We're going to be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You know, it's getting harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every single season, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 To schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action, you can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. You've heard me say before that we have a sideline interactive video score table in our gym, and it is fantastic. You really need to check them out. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We're back visiting with Scott Vichy, registered athletic administrator at Delaware Christian School in Delaware, Ohio. Scott, um, you have already alluded to, you had tremendous uh, experience uh, experiences uh, while at Baylor. So um, now I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, what are some things that, you know, you might have seen at Baylor that you thought, you know, hey, that's pretty cool that maybe you've tried to implement your own version of at Delaware Christian, or maybe just some things that you've uh, come up on your own that you're particularly proud of? Uh, what are some best practices for Delaware Christian School?
1: Yeah, so thinking about what we do at, at, at DCS, it's kind of hard because I, I listen to a lot of guests that you've had and um, think about, how cool it would be sometimes to be at a big school that has lots of resources, but um, I'm not. And uh, luckily, I've, I grew up in a school that was small, and that also means financially small. Um, and so when I was at Baylor, I, I learned a lot about, um, you know, you see Baylor competing at a high level in, in pretty much every sport. And, but when you look at it, it, they're actually not that big of a school. And uh, when I took a uh, finance course in my uh, sport management master's degree, I, 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 it was taught by somebody who worked in, in the financial department of, of Baylor Athletics. And just learning how small in scope I, it truly was compared to some of your bigger state schools in Texas. And just the um, overall awareness of how to be, um, I guess, responsible uh, with the, the resources you have and utilizing them to the best of your ability uh, was very meaningful to me and, and just taught me how to be creative with uh, what we have. Because, you know, at, at Delaware Christian, we don't have a lot of money, but we do have uh, a lot of people that are uh, passionate and committed to the goal of the school. We have, um, you know, together we have time that we can put creativity. Um, but a lot of that starts with me investing in and knowing my community. Obviously, I'm moving, I moved halfway across the country to a new place where I didn't know a soul. And so um, I'm glad that I took the time this summer before the school year starts to really get to know the families at DCS, find what they're passionate about um, or what their experience is. And I, I learned that we have um, people who work in the food industry that love to just take on our concessions. Um, at games and just run with that, or um, people who work in farming who can help with the irrigation problems we have at our baseball field, or uh, all the business owners that are at our school that that are looking for new ways to advertise and, and partner with us in a, in a sponsorship, and that that's a mutually beneficial way for our program to get more money, but also them to get recognition in the community. Those kind of things have been uh, really helpful, but I would say the biggest thing for us um, is just being self-aware and remembering our mission. And I I say we as, as administrators and coaches mainly, you know, writing our, our handbook this last year was was really helpful and just kind of taking a step back because we, we have some coaches who have been at our school for 20 years, some around 10 years, and they've been here a long time, but it was a good kind of reset. Me coming in and, and writing a handbook and creating some order kind of helped us all kind of reset and think about why we're doing this. And now we're able to have check-ins during every season of remembering our mission and everything we do, encouraging balance for student athletes, balancing being a student, having a social life, being a good athlete, those kind of things, but also equipping them to be godly men and women, uh, instilling discipline and teaching life lessons to act in honor and integrity with all things. And so every day, I talked a little bit before about uh, my passion and enthusiasm, but Ultimately, it's that enthusiasm and that passion is is for that mission. Those things that I just listed right there are our goals. And as I'm writing financial reports or as I'm uh, emailing and trying to figure out schedules, maybe some of the more mundane uh, day-to-day things, I'm remembering why I'm doing it and remembering our mission the same way the coaches as they're they're watching film or they're talking to, to parents about their kid not getting enough playing time or whatever it might be as long as they're remembering that mission. And I think we do a very good job at that. That's what keeps us moving forward. And so, um, you know, talking about our coaches, I, I love our coaches here. Um, we, they are the most dedicated coaches I've ever come across because obviously at a small school, we can't offer to pay them much. And so that really shows their heart to be there and their heart to invest in these, these kids and, and the community. Um, I only have a couple coaches at the school who work at the school. Uh, most of them are uh, just parents or they've been around the community a while, but some don't have any connection to the school. They just love what we're on mission for. And uh, that, like, the, the way we pour into our kids uh, can be seen in, in, in uh, the time that we commit to them. And I think our coaches do a great job at that. They They show these young people that they have value. And that's why we do the things that we do. That's why we do the team trips, the team meals, the sleepovers, the off-season camps, the early morning uh, workouts, the late night phone calls when a kid's struggling, You know, all those things. Our coaches just do a great job at showing these kids that they have value at their young age, that we care about them, that we care about their futures. And that's why we want to teach them life lessons through sports. And so, ultimately, I wouldn't be able to, to do half the things I do at DCS if it if it weren't for the great coaches that I have, investing in the kids and teaching me how to invest in them better as well.
0: Yeah, you, know, you really did a great job of articulating the importance of why you know the mission, you know why we do what we do. Uh, just really cool stuff, Scott. If one of we'll do this again at the end of the interview, but if one of the listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah. So um I'm always on my email. Uh, my email address is athletic.director at dcschool.org. Um, or if you want my personal email, that's Scott Vishy V I S Y at Gmail.com. I'm always around that and um that way I can, you know, think about responses, especially as ADs. I as you can probably tell on this podcast, I, I like to talk. So Um, Email is probably the best way to get all my thoughts out in in one concise, um, you know, email. So um, I'm I'm usually good about getting back to those.
0: All right. Well, appreciate you sharing that. We're going to be back with more with Scott. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at com. That's sales at com. We're back visiting with Scott Vichy, registered athletic administrator at Delaware Christian School in Delaware, Ohio. Scott, uh, one of our uh, original questions uh, for the podcast as we uh, go beyond uh, our 250th episode, um, revolves around this idea of an athletic director uh, being socially aware for their community. Um, So my question is how can an AD do a better job of being socially aware for all of the stakeholders in their community?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I know you've asked a lot of people that on, on your podcast before. So some of my answers may, um, I guess, repeat some of the stuff that um, your other guests have said, but I think that only shows the importance of those things. And so I think the first thing is is being available. Um, I know that just by being at a, a small school that I can be available not only to uh, my coaches, but I can be available to the students I can get to know them very well. I can be available to the parents, um, to the staff, and, and I can get to know people. Um, I, I mean, I shared earlier in this podcast of just knowing um, who I can delegate things to just for being available and in, in knowing my community. But there's um, just a, a lot of, I, I think that's a first step in building trust, right? And, and trust is important as a leader. Um, and so I think just being available and being there to listen um, to, to people who, who may have ideas, who may have problems, who may have critiques. Um, and so that that's, that's kind of the next point of uh, being open to ideas. That doesn't mean listening and, and doing all of them that you hear, but uh, being open and, and just listening. You know, I, I know that I'm young and that I don't have tons of experience. And so I kind of have to lean on a lot of ideas coming from coaches who have been doing it a long time. I'm also self-aware that there is a culture here at Delaware Christian that has been around for decades, even before I was alive. And I came from Texas before that Maryland, I'm still in my first year in Ohio. You know, Everywhere you go is going to have a different culture. And sometimes there, there are things that you can change about that culture to be more positive, but there are some things in that culture that's just different and that's okay. You know, obviously everything we do in Texas the past few years is going to be very different than what I'm doing up in Ohio, just based on um, what the community has interest in, what the community is passionate about, what the community is good at, um, and what your school is good at, all those things as well. And so, um, you know, I spoke about my mentors earlier. I was so thankful that each one of them kind of told me before I took this position, hey, your first year there should be a lot of Evaluation and a lot of just sitting back and and observing and then you can have a good um, Mind of of what needs to be changed because there's some things that you might want to change initially, but then You might realize after some time that hey that thing's not that bad after all that that, that's just part of their culture and that's good here. You know, so being socially aware is also just not thinking that my way is the best way and that's something that I struggle with a lot and so um, just having that kind of reiterated over time from other mentors was really helpful um, because there's so much at Delaware Christian that's, that's beautiful, that, that was new to me. Um, different things about their culture um, and the people there that I just wasn't accustomed to that I love that they have, you know. Um, and so the last thing I would say is, is always searching for feedback. Uh, when we finished our fall sports, for example, I sent out surveys just to kind of get a feel of how people were thinking um, the game day operations were. Obviously, we're coming off of kind of two years of COVID, uh, at least in Ohio, we haven't had a lot of fans at games since 2019. And so it's a good year for all of us to be reevaluating how our game day operations are going now that gyms are starting to get packed again, uh, kids are starting to get more comfortable with with being in a tight environment, you know, can we look and see, hey, after a few years break of this, everyone's mind is going to be fresh and new to it. Let's let's ask the questions. Let's ask our coaches, our parents, our staff, uh, our fans, our, our officials, everybody. Let's see what they think um, of what we're doing. And obviously, there's going to be people who complain and um, that goes back to the whole be there to listen, but then discern what the good feedback is from the bad feedback. If people are just complaining because they want to complain or if there's something valid, because if you see a lot of people kind of saying the same few things, maybe it's something to, to have an eye for. So um, yeah, just being open, being available, uh, being aware of the culture around you that it might be different uh, especially when you're in a new environment, and then searching for feedback, those have been big for me and just uh, kind of adapting to new culture here in Ohio and um, at Delaware Christian. So, uh, those are the few things that I thought of.
0: No, well, it's all very good stuff, and uh, even if it is, you know, one or two was mentioned before, they're great reinforcers. Particularly, love, you know, your suggestion about getting the. Uh, the feedback, you know, listening to those constituents, uh, especially when you come in new to a place. Uh, um, this has been really, really cool, you know, getting to hear about your program and finding out more about you, Scott. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the Athletic Director's Toolbox, which is sponsored by Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack. So when we come back, uh, we're going to find out uh, what is going to go into Scott Vichy's Athletic Director Toolbox. And it's kind of interesting, you know, he's not a complete rookie to the world of athletics, but he is, you know, a first year athletic director. So I'm curious to find out what's gonna go into his athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We're gonna take a quick break and hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. We wanna thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick easy and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic department. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the usually 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out on some important information. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic department from good to great. All right, we're back with Scott Vichy, registered athletic administrator. Scott, um, it's been great getting to know you, but uh, now we're going to put you on the spot. Um, What three tools would you put in to a brand new athletic director's toolbox? What do you got for us?
1: The first one is one that I don't know how many of us think of it. Um, We always think about having our school's mission um, and, and, and try and formulate what that might look like. So my first one is having a personal mission. I think that's just as important as, as ADs. Um, so I, I spoke earlier about how, how I was a big basketball guy growing up, still am, and I've coached a little bit. And one of my favorite coaches to, to read about is John Wooden. And obviously he has his pyramid of success. And at the cornerstones, you have enthusiasm and you have industriousness or hard work, so to speak. And reading his book, obviously, I I think we can all agree that those two things are very foundational in having success uh, personally and as an organization. But both of those are most easily attained uh, when you have a mission. You know, obviously, you'll be passionate about your mission because it's your mission and, and you'll want to work hard toward it. And focusing on that will keep you the motivation to keep going. Kind of like I was, I was talking about before, just reminding myself why I have enthusiasm for this um, is what gets me through the day-to-day or the off-season or the, the quote, boring parts of the job or the, the challenging parts of the job is remembering that personal mission. And um, so that's been very important for me. Number two um, comes from another basketball coach uh, that that I love. My dad went to NC State and graduated right before they won their national championship in '83, and so he always showed me videos grown up of uh, Jim Valvano speaking. And um, I even have a leadership course at Delaware Christian with some of the high school students, and I'm always showing them Jimmy V clips. And just one thing that I've learned from him is. Uh, he, he lives with such a great balance in his life. Um, and one thing that he says uh, quite frequently is that you need to realize where you came from, where you are now, and where you want to be. You know, looking at what, what you came from or where you came from, it will help ground you in reality, but it'll also help you learn from mistakes or failures and also um, remember the, the highlights and, and glean from what you did right. You know, looking at where you are now helps you be present and live in the moment and, and just have such joy in life. You know, if you're always looking in the past, you might be living in regret. Or if you're always looking to the future, you might, you might just always be one step ahead and can't appreciate what's happening now. So that's also important too. But then lastly, looking at where you want to be. Uh, he, he uses the story of when he was at NC State, um, the first practice, I think he said every year, but especially their, their title year, the first practice, what they would do is they would go up and practice cutting down the nets, you know, just to kind of visualize what it would look like if they were to win the championship and that joy and they would celebrate like they've already done it. And it's just kind of that image of you, you should know where you want to be. And that first step in attaining greatness is dreaming and dreaming of where you want to be as an organization, but in this, in this instance, personally. Um, and so my last one I would say is uh, don't do it alone. Don't do your job alone. Uh, kind of like things we've been talking about, network with other athletic directors. I mean, I was new to this area. I wouldn't have known a thing about Um, just the culture around here of sports, you know, what, what are best practices as an AD in this state that are totally different than Texas and Maryland, where I came before. Um, But also learning how to delegate. There's only so much you can do, especially me at a a small school, there's a lot to be done, but only one person to kind of do it. And so learning how to delegate um, to coaches, to um, parents, even to students, finding ways they can get involved and get them good experience. Um, And lastly, the part of don't do it alone is um, on your investment. Invest in the students and invest in the parents, invest in the staff, make yourself available to them, um, especially at the high school level. I'm, I'm aware that our school probably isn't going to be playing for state championships anytime soon. I'm aware that Our school isn't going to be pumping out D1 recruits left and right. But what I know that I can do in my time here and these kids and their short time in the school there, I can make them um, realize things in themselves so they can learn from um, experiences that I've had and help them to become better people, better uh, citizens, better contributors to society, all these things. Um, and and so finding the time to do that there, we had a basketball trip right before the season with the boys and, um, we only have, uh, three coaches and we have, uh, 18 boys in our program for JV and varsity. And so, uh, they needed another chaperone instead of asking a parent, I asked if I could go, especially early in the school year. Like I want to be a part of these kids' lives. I want them to be able to come to me when they need, uh, advice, or when they're struggling with something, or teaching them just life lessons. That's why I do what I do. I'm not, I'm not here to pump out D1 recruits or necessarily win state championships. I'm here for the kids. And so, at least personally, that ties back to my personal mission. And I know that I can't do it alone. And so, it would be also selfish of me to not invest back into those students and those parents and the other staff. So, those are my three that have really helped me, and hopefully, they can help somebody else too.
0: Oh, wow. I really appreciate you sharing and great stuff. always love the Jimmy V stuff, uh, you know, tremendous, um, you know, motivational stuff just from the coaching as well as, you know, obviously later in his life. And of course you can never go wrong with John Wooden. Okay. Very good stuff. Uh, Scott, I know you did this earlier, but if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. Feel free to shoot me an email director at dcschool.org or personal email is scottvichy at gmail.com. I'm also on pretty much every social media platform. I'm a millennial, so uh, I'm the only Scott Vichy that exists in the world. So uh, if you search me, you'll probably find me. Uh, Last name is spelled V-I-S-Y. So um, you can search for me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm all there, always willing to um, network with other ADs and learn from you guys and um, have you guys ask questions uh, if you have questions as well.
0: Scott Vichy, registered athletic administrator and AD at Delaware Christian School in Delaware, Ohio. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Jake. It's been a pleasure. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. And before we go, we want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your athletic department by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.